I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. If you build it, he will I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with The Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Wednesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. On a scale of 1 to 10, Jared, how thundered up are you? Pretty good. Uh, are you pretty thundered up? I've been thinking about this for a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch meaningful basketball for a team – we root for. So finals. From a team we root for. If the, yeah. if the NBA finals in 2012 was a 10, oh, well. are you 6, I'm not 7? A, I'm not a 10. I, I, uh, I'm planning my, my evening around but it. But you are. You that. So th- yeah. that has to be like a 7 at least. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very north of 5. So it's let's uh, it's 7.5, 7.5. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, that's it's cool. And the needle will move a little higher if they can get a W tonight. Yeah, all of a sudden Friday will kind of get a little higher, get yeah. a little higher. Yeah. Thunder tonight. I'm kind of I'm kind of, you know, going back to what I said on Monday like this is whatever happens, this is just bonus basketball win or lose. I I big believer in postseason experience for the young guys, so I'm happy whatever happens because they're going to get that experience whether even though it's a one game scenario. But yeah, I'm up I'm I'm excited. All right, so we'll talk about that in the middle of the show. Uh, Major League Baseball the first couple of weeks. We'll hit that at the end. I don't know if the Orioles are dominating in the standings, but I can tell you where they are dominating. Oh, you you can. I can. Have Hmm. you seen any of their, like, celebrations? No, no. Um, Dude. No. The Orioles are killing it. We'll talk about that. good. Your Rangers pretty good. Ooh, that does. Hold on last night. My Brewers are off to a hot, a hot start. We talked a bunch about pace of play and how, you know, what that's affecting. I've got some ratings numbers. Let's see if it's affecting the ratings in a positive way. Have you seen the other thing it's affecting? What's that? In 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 the stadiums? Beer drinking? Yeah, they're extending the sales. <laughs> the games are going so fast. We'll go ahead and extend <laughs> beer sales turns through the out, eighth. Yeah, inning. it turns out maybe you can get one in the eighth yeah, now. They're not cutting it off in the seventh. They're, that is pretty cool. All right, so uh, we, we got that NBA playoffs. Talk about last night's game. Look ahead to the Thunder this evening. Um, our Tucker Family Beefs of the Week, it is a Wednesday, so we'll have a Tucker Family Beef of the Week and then also some spring, score, uh, spring sports stuff from yesterday as uh, District 4 and Class 4A on the baseball field, anyway, begins to start to kind of 
the picture becomes more clear. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225-9698. If you're outside the listening area, stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to kadsam.com, download the app. The app's got it all. It's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Brand new edition of the Penny News at the website last night at midnight at thepennynews.com. Big Elk and Paragon TV on there as well when those things are rolling. Skinny on Sports Podcast, iTunes, kadsam.com, Spotify, Amazon Music. It's everywhere. If you miss the show entirely, you can go back and find it at your favorite spot to go stream podcasts. It's funny to go back and look at the text line today, Jared, as we're finally receiving the text that people were firing at us yesterday. It's, yeah, well, fun. it's funny to go back and look at those because <laughs> we were not able to receive them yesterday. Uh, my favorite is at 912. Just letting you know, show not coming through on the radio or the app. Yeah, we had no idea. <laughs> I think we had an idea, but we did a show anyways, and you can go back and listen to it. And you can podcast on, it. On the podcast. That's so. right. Record it. Still did a show. For your listening pleasure. Yep. So how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? A little tired. Stayed up for that game last night. Yeah, that's the one thing you forget about with the Thunder not being very good at basketball. Those nights, because they're in the Western Conference, they get pretty late nights in the playoffs because, you know, there's double headers. The East starts earlier. The West, you know, you get those – Eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock, nine thirty tips. Forget about the uh, sleep deprivation that comes along <laughs> with the with the playoff games, but it's you know it's well worth it. Are you going to go up to the if they lose tonight? You're going to be at the airport to welcome them, welcome them home. No, because I live almost two hours away, Aaron. <laughs> Kidding me? So you're, no. that see, that tells me you're not a, thundered up to a ten. Well, it's I've never done that. I've never done that. For the main reason it's two hours away or hour and 45 minutes. Would you consider it if they were flying back with an NBA championship? No, but I would consider going the to the parade. I would consider that, sure. But no, nah, not not going to go to the airport at 2 in the morning to scream. I'm not going to do it. I'm 39. <laughs> What if Katie was like, oh, I heard about this thing at the airport. You got school tomorrow, Let's Katie. Let's go. Not, no. N- not if they win the NBA championship, she wouldn't. They're going to cancel school? That would, oh, it's in June. Summer. It'd be in yeah. Summer, yeah. Well, I got work tomorrow, Katie. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's Got to be the adult here. <sighs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> All right, so the baseball yesterday in Class 4A District 4. Uh, the Elks completed the sweep of Clinton 16 to nothing with one the, the just that series looming against Weatherford next week. Uh, the Elks are also plus 100 in the run differential. That means they've got they've been able to amass a 10 run differential in each and every um, district game at 10 and 0 plus 100 do the math. 10 times 10 is 100. So it's hard to be better than what Elk City has been. Weatherford's been close, but not quite there. They won 10-0 at Kingfisher. That game started, they played a half inning on Monday before the, the rain and the hail moved through. 
uh, there at Kingfisher. And so uh, they played yesterday in game one. They'll play again today for game two. Weatherford right now plus 78 in the run differential. They had a uh, four-run win against Woodward, 8-4 back in March, and then uh, last week against Clinton, one of their games was only a four-run win at 9-5. So that's where the differential comes uh, with Elk City plus 100. Weatherford can be plus 88 if they get a 10-run win uh, with the run rule tonight against Kingfisher. But what does that tell you for next week? That tells you a split earns Elk City the district title. They go in plus 12. Run differential if Weatherford gets the full 10, 10 runs today. You win by, you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You win by a run, you're plus 13. You can only get 10 each game. So the Elks in great shape uh, to, to win back-to-back district titles, although we all know that uh, a sweep is what they want to do and, and finish that thing off 12-0 within the district. So, uh, But – Depending on what happens today with Weatherford, uh, both teams, well, no matter what happens today with Weatherford, both Elk City and Weatherford will uh, still be alive to win the district, no matter even if the, if the Eagles were to were to lose to King uh, to Kingfisher, they can still sweep Elk City next week and earn that district title. So it, it makes no difference. Uh, it, it does in, in some ways, but at least uh, as far as having a chance to win next week, both teams will have that chance. Now, you see... Uh, with Oak City's win against Clinton, Kingfisher, uh, with three losses, they're they're out. So uh, what you're going to end up seeing next week is a battle for first and a battle for third uh, with Kingfisher and Clinton <clears throat> playing next week in their two-game series. You know, th- th- whether or not uh, Clinton will have to sweep or, or then, of course, their, their run di- differentials will matter as well. But as of right now, Kingfisher's a, a loss ahead of Clinton, but they still have that game to play today. So, uh, Clarity has finally come a little bit here to District Four as we've been waiting on uh, these series to happen uh, since the since the district started back in March. Just yeah, you know, I like it when um, district and all that was just decided by wins, <laughs> not all the the run differentials and all that stuff. So. Well, I mean, those that, are just tie breaks. It's all right. That is. Yeah, but Elk City just keeps doing what they're doing and winning and winning big, and now everything will just take care of itself. It looks like that's the route it's going, and uh, another big win for them last night. And I don't expect anything less next week either. So you got District Four will be that way with the series next week to decide the champ. District Two is going to be that way as well with Blanchard and Chickasha uh meeting next week for their two game series to finish things out. Blanchard missed somebody because they are uh ten and zero. But those two teams play next week, so that'll decide that one, which could affect eventually what we see. Oh, they've got class and class and SAS. Well you can go ahead and put two win two ten run wins down there. Uh so the the Chickasha Blanchard series will be next week, uh early next week as well. So there's, uh, it's fun when it comes down to the end like this, right? Where you get to see uh, the the teams at the top play each other, and, and they know what's on the line for both sides uh, in, in both of those districts. So that's going to be it's going to be fun to watch next week as we get ready uh, for the for the playoffs. We mentioned that Class A and B baseball they had their their district pairings announced this week, so they're gearing up for that to start next week, uh, and then the slow pitch softball as well. Uh, so, it's, man, it, 
it's amazing how fast it goes in the spring, right? It feels like we just walked out of the big house, and now here we are getting ready for, for playoff spring sports already. It just flies. It really does. It really does. It's like once we catch our breath, and then boom, here it is. But, um, yeah, a lot of success, uh, potential success out here in western Oklahoma with well, you just mentioned the Elk, Elk City Elks got small school baseball uh, playing good around the area. Slow pitch as well. I mean, highly ranked teams. So keep an eye on that. There could be a lot of hardware coming this way uh, by mid-May. Yeah, let's see. It's on the baseball side. Canute's number two. Um, Hollis is number eight, which I, I would say those rankings, are seeing the pairings, then they're getting pretty close to the, those top eight would be hosts, right? Regional hosts. I assume so. I believe because you get eight it's, teams it's, it's in the, a, you get eight teams in the state tournament, and right. then and then in the spring you have to win your regional, right? In the fall you get two, but in the spring don't you have to win your regional? I yeah, believe you do. I believe you are correct. And so it looks like Hollis and Canute would both be hosts uh, of regionals. Granite number eight, Viceside number nine, Leedy number eleven. So I mean, Granite would be a host. Boy, that you could possibly see some of those teams together in a in a potential regional situation. Uh, was Sentinel down at 18 as well on the baseball side. Slow pitch side, I know Canute uh, Shattuck have been battling up toward the top. Oh, God, what is that now? Are they 2A? 2A. Yeah, 2A. Rappo Butler, number five. Uh, Navajo, number nine, right there in the 2A mix. Hydro Weekly, number nine in 3A. See, Merritt and I think Hobart, those teams are 4A on the slow pitch side. Hammond's number three in Class A. Uh, they beat Class B number three Leedy last night pretty good, 13-3. to three. And then you know, Arnett's in Class B. Keep Sickles all ranked in the top five. Mountain View Godibo down there at, at uh, number 12. Vice on number 12 and A. So there's, yeah, we're right, there's a ton of teams littered throughout. Yeah, spring had to win regional. That's I was pretty sure that was right, just because of the amount of teams that play in the spring versus in the fall. Right. Uh, so it's all gearing up, man, next week. It'll be t- everything will start counting and and it'll be a march to for a couple weeks towards state tournaments and in slow pitch and in baseball. Crazy, crazy to think we're already there. It's gonna be fun. All right, Jared, it is time for this week's Tucker Family Beef of the Week. You may be out there asking, what do you mean? What is Tucker Family Beef? Well, I'll tell you what it is. First off, welcome to the show, because <laughs> we love talking about Tucker Family Beef. Yeah. If you don't know by now, <laughs> yeah. you must this be new. Is, if this is your first time, welcome. <laughs> I'm Aaron, that's Jared. Let's tell you about Tucker <laughs> Family Beef. Tucker Family Beef is locally born, raised, fed, and processed prime American beef from right out here, Sunny Point, Oklahoma. If you don't know where that's at, it's just a little bit west and a little bit north of here, toward the Texas border towards Sweetwater. The Tucker family's been out there. See, Granny T turned 100 this year. Actually went to her 100th birthday. Wow. It was pretty amazing to see some of the... They had, they had this this poster board up, and it showed kind of the stats of, of what certain things cost when Granny T was born versus now, oh, yeah. and yeah. different different things like that. Uh, Granny T was, made an appearance on... Uh, gosh, what is it? What's the the morning show on Channel Four with Al Roker? 
The Today Show? The Today Show. She made an appearance on the Today Show that day when she turned 100. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, they've been there a while, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, Monty, Tommy, Nelda, Danielle, everybody out at Tucker Family Beef. It, it is phenomenal. We both have enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed a, a leftover ribeye last night uh, that I made into a taco. That's a good idea. Uh, it's best taco that you can possibly imagine. <laughs> if you don't believe us... You can you, you can just you can browse the internet to to look at what this beef looks like with the marbling. TuckerFamilyBeef.com. They've got a Facebook page as well. There's a couple of different ways to order it to, to to purchase it. You can purchase individual cuts. So if you just want to try try a steak, you can try a steak. A lot of people that, that do what they do, you cannot do that. But they do. They have the USDA approval. Went through that process to be able to sell individual cuts of uh, of that of that prime beef if you kind of like that and you're thinking man i want a little bit more you can get the bundles which is kind of a mixture of the different cuts and once you figure out boy i like everything they got in this i want more at a time that's when you go to the bulk beef you can order a half a quarter a whole it's what we do and you end up getting that in your freezer the best beef you can have for the cheapest price you could possibly get it at and once you go, once you go that route, I know uh, Monty had seen that he they've got some available uh, here in April that could be in your freezer by May first. What a perfect way to grill out on a Memorial mm. Day at the end of May, and way before that, if we're being honest. Yeah, you're not going to be able to wait that long. Nah, you're going to want to as soon as you get it, you see it, you're going to want to slap it on the grill or however prepare, however you prepare your meat. It is fantastic. Yep. TuckerFamilyBeef.com. You can actually order through their website, uh, or you can give Monty a call, 580-374-5444. What is your Tucker Family Beef this week, Jared Atha? Uh, Well, um, I like I get to go first because I had a feeling you might get this one too. The, uh, you know, the, a few months ago, NFL announced that they have uh, partnered ch- or changed their partnership from direct TV to YouTube TV for their NFL, uh, Sunday ticket package. And if you don't know what that is, you can buy this package and you can watch any game, uh, out of market, in market. You watch every NFL game, whatever game you want. Well, the prices have been released from YouTube TV and it, I had a feeling it was going to be high. You know, a lot of people subscribe to DirecTV because you got that NFL ticket for free the first year, and then you paid for it later. I don't even know what it cost after that. But YouTube TV, I think a lot of people assumed it's going to be the same way. You subscribe to YouTube TV, get it free for the first year. Nah, not the case. The price model has been released, and it is a punch in the average Joe's gut. Or wallet, I should say. Because any average Joe would have to take a big chunk out of their paycheck just to pay for this. It's ridiculous. It is. It goes as follows. YouTube TV subscribers. If you're a subscriber, it's $349 per season. But if you want the Red Zone channel with it, it's $389 bundled with the Red Zone. If you're a non-YouTube TV subscriber... so. You know, I subscribe to Hulu TV, and I don't mm-hmm. want to get another TV streaming service, but I just want the Red Zone cha- or the uh, Sunday ticket. There is an option for that. $449 for 
for the entire season. $489 if you want the Red Zone channel. That, I'm not doing that. Uh, I can uh, watch the highlights later. I can catch the game of the weeks on Thursday night and Sunday. Of course, we live in our team's market, so we could always catch the Cowboys play another game of the week on the Thursday or Sunday afternoon. So I'm not willing to pay that much money. In today's economic climate, I don't think a lot of people are willing to either. But people will, unfortunately. They'll do the last-minute thing and do it. I just I think it's a – we talk about a lot of uh, – or different products, people not really understanding their clientele or their market. This is clear to me. They don't understand your average Joe – those who listen to us out there working, getting their, doing everything they can to, to put food on the table, you're asking them to pay that much. I got beef with that. But if you get it before June 6th, you get 100 bucks off, which seems very minimal compared to those prices. So it looked like, if you, if you compare it back to what it was on DirecTV. Uh, yeah, full <clears throat> disclosure, I didn't even look at what those prices were. I know a lot of people that would get DirecTV – just to get that just Sunday get ticket the, for that free that first right. year, and then they didn't re up it the next year. But what is it? Tell me about it. It was, and, and I'm not sure if this was a subscriber price or a non subscriber price. <clears throat> but it was if you if you did the early thing and the hundred hundred dollars off, it was sixty dollars more a year. If you waited, it was a hundred and sixty dollars more a year than these prices. No, no, no. These prices are that much more than than Directv. Gotcha. So you, you're it, if you, you if you've had it, but I'm not sure if that is a subscriber or a non-subscriber. I would I would assume it would almost have to be a subscriber because there wasn't really a non-subscriber price no, for before, right? You wasn't. had to have Directv in order to access right. the, the Red to Zone have channel. That dish slapped on the side of your house, yeah, you had to have it. And I think I see why the NFLs moved to the streaming services because of the non-subscribe i mean that's an idea i like that idea but i don't like the price my goodness i'm not willing to put out almost 500 bucks for this i mean i'm a fan but i'm not that big of a fan so it ends up being what 489 489 subscribe if if you're a non-tv subscriber non-youtube tv subscriber but that gets you the red zone channel too which by the way if i pay a little extra on hulu tv i can get the red zone channel and y'all, and red. Honestly, as far as the t- the the Sunday ticket goes, the Red Zone Channel is the best part of it. Well, that's what I was telling my buddies. I said, "Give me the Cowboys, and when they're not playing, give me the Red Zone Channel." All these discounted prices end on June the sixth. Also, YouTube. You know what else YouTube TV TV did? They raised their monthly rate eight bucks, as well. Of course they did. But well, I got beef with all that. So you can I mean, I want to know from our texters or from our listeners, text in, would you pay that? Why would you? Why wouldn't you? I just, I want to, am I wrong here? Everybody will because it's the NFL. I it's mean, the it's, NFL. it's like the I one thing that is. They know what they got. They know what they got. And yeah. they're going to put whatever price they want on it. And people will pay at the nose for it. It is. The NFL is like the one thing that is like inflation proof. No matter what they do, no matter how the prices keep on going up, people keep continue to pay for it. It's yeah. just that people will grumble about it, but they're still going to yeah. enter their credit card number. The demand for the NFL is so large; it's it's just amazing. Well, I can think of a ton of things to throw four hundred eighty nine dollars towards, and that's not one of them. How much is how much is it to get the Red Zone Channel on Hulu? 
Uh, you get like a sports package, and I'd have to go back and look, but you get it, and it's like an extra 20 or 25 bucks a month, but you can you can cut back at any time. You're not tied into it. So if I subscribe to it during the NFL season, and then when it's over, when the so Red Zone channel worth. is over, I just take it away. Yeah, so it's 100 bucks. I haven't done it, but I, I'm yeah. really considering that just for the reasons like if I can always watch Dallas, obviously. And then, you know, those game of the weeks, you know, it's usually what somebody like the Packers, you know, there's a meaning, there's a, there's a right. reason why that's a game of the week, like on that Sunday afternoon. I usually, whatever game it is, I'm, I'm watching that. And then, of course, Sunday night. Yeah. But as far as I don't need – to have access to every game and, and start channel surfing. That's what Red Zone Channel's for. Yeah, a lot of times it's for people that live somewhere that their team isn't the market team. See, now from the text line, get your buddies together and split it. Okay, but I don't know. I'm not familiar with, with YouTube TV. Is that can multiple people sign in? I mean, we got password crackdown from Netflix. Is that gonna? I think that's gonna have a trip, trickle effect across all streaming services. They're gonna try to crack down on. I know Hulu, you can't watch – I can't watch Hulu here on my TV because it tells me you're not at home based on your IP address. Really? Yeah. Well, I can. Well, it's weird. I can't on my Roku TV, but I can on my desktop or oh, okay. phone or iPad. Yeah. It's weird. But at home, you know, I, I can I can watch on unlimited screens. So I don't yeah. know about Dish either. I don't know. From the text line, is Red Zone leaving Dish? I don't know. Dish TV. I think so. I, I think it's, it's – let's see, that's what I was wondering if see, you're going to have that option on Hulu no, again. I'm going to go ahead and Google it up. Yeah. That's a good question. As I was thinking it was exclusive to the YouTube TV. Well, in that sense, you'd think it would be exclusive to only DirecTV, but it was that's true. not necessarily because it was true. on Dish and yeah, it maybe, was on – Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's Blake. It was 69 bucks to add it way back when. That's it? 69 to add it to my direct TV package when it came out. Uh, 259 add-on. And to be clear, Blake, I'm not complaining about my pay. I just, <laughs> yeah, to, he I, is. Just, I just want to be clear about that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he certainly is. But 500 bucks is just, I'd rather buy softball gear for my kids or, you know, food for my family. But that's that answers the question though. Two fifty nine on on direct versus what what was it two eighty nine on YouTube? So that's subscriber. Mm -hmm. the, the what I read as far as the increase once you put on the other forty for uh, Red Zone Channel. My beef is going to be with two individuals who we've had to listen to over the past handful of years complain and complain and complain about a certain topic. And now, all that complaining has gone by the wayside because of their actions and their pursuit of the almighty dollar to stay relevant. Do you know who these two people are? No. They're I, a couple. They're a married couple. They're a married couple? They are. Uh, I, I don't know. Sue Bird uh -oh. and Megan Rapino. They're married? They're married. I didn't realize that. Both of which have lectured us over and over, especially Megan Rapino, have lectured us over the inequity of pay between male and female athletes. Right, right. For how long have we had to listen to this stuff? Well, I've stopped listening, so I, I don't know. 
So that's gone on for a while. They have amassed a net worth to combined of $15 million between the two of them. But just this week, Jared, did you see what they signed on to? What? what? They signed on to a document supporting transgender availability in women's sports. Hmm. So all of this unequal pay crap we've had to listen to all these years from Megan Rapino and Sue Bird, they have now gone against everything they stood for in order to stay relevant and continue what gravy train there is. So in essence, Jared, after fighting for equal pay in sports for women, they have now taken the man's side. Do you think they realize that? No, they don't realize that. <laughs> or if they do, they don't care because this is a way to stay relevant and continue to earn money from their elitist masters. It was never about equal pay for women. It was about them gaming the system. They're grifters. They always have been and they always will be. And this is a perfect example of that being the case. Because if they truly believed and truly cared about the inequities in pay of women's sports, they would never sign on to let men play with the women. Because let me ask you this. What's going to happen when one of these dudes gets out there playing for the women's national soccer team and starts dominating? Who's going to earn the money, Jared? The man who's pretending to be a woman. He's going to be the one that gets. And, and if you don't believe me, look at what Bud Light has just done and Nike. Their whole Nike's whole women's department of athletic wear is centered around a dude pretending to be a 13-year-old girl. And Megan Rapino and Sue Bird have fallen right in line after all these years. It's sickening, the hypocrisy that they display. It was predictable, too, right? It was 100% predictable. That's why it almost felt like, you know, cherry-picking. It was too easy. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, by the way, I looked it up. Yeah. Um, Just an extra 10 bucks a month for the Red Zone channel on... Hulu. On Hulu? Just an extra 10 bucks. And you get like FanDuel TV, outdoor TV, but the main caveat here is Red Zone, just an extra 10 bucks. Man, that ain't bad. Yeah. All right, we'll be back on a Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat, the perfect form on the free throw line, that perfectly placed spiral football, and especially those perfect grill marks on a high-quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477. The skinny on sport. You can't say on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. Welcome back on the Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. So last night, Jared, play-in games, night one. 
We have two teams that have punched their ticket into the playoffs, Trey Young and the Hawks. I think a lot of people would call that an upset of Miami. In Miami, 116-105, so the Atlanta Hawks move on to face the Boston Celtics as the seventh seed versus the two in the East. And then last night, the nightcap, the Lakers come back from 11 points down at halftime. They end up winning in overtime. 108-102 over Minnesota, so the Lakers will play Memphis as the seventh seed against the two seed in the West. Not surprisingly, because I think this conspiracy, and maybe it's not a conspiracy because if you look at the results, it's just the truth, but second half, L.A. shot third, uh, second half in overtime, L.A. shot 17 free throws, the Timberwolves shot three. L.A. was called for 10 fouls versus Minnesota's 20. Those things seem to happen for the Lakers a lot. Don't it? That don't seem to happen. But if you're Minnesota, uh, Anthony Edwards cannot play the way he did and expect to win, what, 3 of 14 from the field or 3 of 17, actually, 3 of 17 from the field uh, from one of your young stars. That cannot happen if you're going to go on the road and win at the Lakers. So Lakers and Hawks move on. That means Minnesota – and Miami are awaiting their next opponent on Friday, and we'll learn who those are tonight as Chicago heads to Toronto. DeMar DeRozan back uh, up north as a member of the Bulls against a former team of the Raptors. But the one that we're worried about, Jared, is the Thunder at the Pelicans. These two teams played four times this season. New Orleans was 3-1 and one against Oklahoma City. All close games, but if you kind of look into what happened in those games, the Pelicans led by 13 at one point in the 105-101 win the first game. Led by 21 before the that game went to overtime. They went led by 20 in another three-point win. So they beat the Thunder by three twice and four once, but they had huge leads in a lot of those games that Oklahoma City clawed their way back and couldn't finish. The Thunder's win was 110-96. For you, what are keys tonight for Oklahoma City if they want to move on and have a chance to earn that eighth seed on Friday? Well, as the playoffs go, your stars need to shine. Of course, we're talking about SGA, Giddy, Williams. They they need to to uh, step up and, 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 like I said, just be big and, and shine in a big game and, um, you know, to give themselves a chance. Also, and this is going to kind of go into our next question, but um, they need to control the pace and capitalize on fast break points and not allow New Orleans. They got a, what, a top five, top six defense in the league, especially in the half court set. So if you can get quick on them without letting their defense get set, um, that's key for me too. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because Oklahoma City has played at one of the faster paces, uh, top three or four fastest pace in the league versus New Orleans, more in the middle. And one would assume as the playoffs roll around and, and even get deeper into the playoffs, that pace has a way of slowing down. And that would seem to be an advantage for New Orleans versus an advantage for OKC if that pace does slow down. We saw it last night. You mentioned it um, off the air. At, yeah, it was a close game. The Lakers-Minnesota was close, but it wasn't a very fun game. It wasn't very watchable because it was just such a such a battle. And I think that that's – to me, the key of the game is, you know, Shea's had his moments in the playoffs. He's, he's played in playoff games. Lou Dort has played in the bubble. But, you know, Shea, n- nobody else 
really has played in a playoff game like they're going to see tonight. You know, even the bubble, there's nobody there. Yeah. You know, right. Shea was in the playoffs with the with the Clippers his his uh, rookie year before that trade happened. So he's he's experienced road playoff games, but essentially nobody else has outside of I guess Dario Saric. But so it's going to be a completely different atmosphere than than any of the Thunder has ever really been in. And so how they handle that, I think, is such a huge key. Because well, another key, to just to add to that to my list, and I meant to write this down, was you know take the crowd out of it. You know, get a hot start, go fast, get quick, get a couple buckets early, get their fans out of it a little bit, and and then see what happens. But yeah, it's an interesting place too because New Orleans. You know, what is the crowd going to be like? I don't. I don't know if it's one of those vaunted places to walk into, but they're also in the same boat with a young team. That looks, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. promising. Is so, it, so maybe it, they is turn it still out. Still called the Smoothie King Center. Yes, <laughs> the Smoothie yeah, King. Nothing about that scares me. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, <laughs> let's go to the Smoothie King Center, yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> nah. uh, not overly worrisome, but Yay, smoothies. <laughs> they, there will be a bunch of you know the, it, that'll happen. The one thing that uh, would concern me is if you look back through these games, I would say that you know they've got Zion, Ingram. And C.J. McCollum, kind of the three-headed monster that lead the Pelicans. Only one of those games that they have multiple of those top three. You know, Zion played in the first game. Think about this. Zion Williamson was on the floor for the Pelicans. And Oklahoma City was starting Poku and J.R.E. in that first game. So the the teams have changed a lot. Uh, I was going back, look at those. The starting lineups have changed a lot. You know, there's been a time where Thunder, they've solidified a starting lineup, but due to injury here or there or whatever, they've changed it. But And I'll get to that, too, coming up. Uh, you know. Concerns for me, I, and I don't understand why they this guy, Willie Green, does not play this guy much, but he hasn't had a giant impact on the game, which it looks like he should with the matchups. But Jonas Valanciunas only averaged 11 a game against the Thunder this year in four games, played in all of them, only averaged 11. But who in the world do the Thunder have to guard that monster right now? So I want, uh, it, it seems like if you go small, he immediately comes off the floor. I wonder if Willie Green kind of looks at that and says, wait a minute. Mm. Yeah. Let's punish them inside with this guy because he is a monster of which the Thunder cannot mess with. They just don't have the personnel to, to mess with him down low. And, and an offensive rebounds could become a huge part of this game if Valanciunas is able to, uh, allowed to play. Because if he is allowed to play, he is going to get a bunch of rebounds. I think he had – 18 and 20 minutes the other day in their last regular season game. Thunder have nobody. to uh, Arkansas Williams is not near big enough to mess with Jonas Valanciunas. But I guess the liability on the other end causes Willie Green to take him off the floor. So we'll see that about that. Another one, Ingram only played once and he had 34. Who guards him? And who guards him without getting in foul trouble? Because the thing about the Thunder right now, they are so lacking in depth with Kenrich Williams out that really it's just one guy. But, man, it makes a massive difference with the perimeter defense. Somebody's got got to guard McCollum. Somebody's got to guard Ingram. I would assume you would probably start with Dort on McCollum, J-Dub on Ingram and see how it goes. You might yeah. want to switch those if Ingram gets off to a hard, hot start. And you you got to put Dort on him, even though there's a pretty big size advantage. If you haven't seen Ingram, 
much, which, you know, it, it's kind of weird that both teams' star players were both drafted by L.A. teams and now have moved to these small markets and trades with Ingram drafted by the Lakers going to New Orleans in the Anthony Davis trade and obviously SGA coming over to Oklahoma City in the Paul George trade. But if you haven't seen Ingram, he's going to remind you of somebody. And he's going to remind you of somebody that was once near and dear to the hearts of Thunder fans. Mm -hmm. He is like a poor man's Kevin Durant. He's tall. He's lanky. He can handle it. He can shoot it from the outside. He can get to the – he reminds you of KD. And what was the one thing that was true about Durant and still is true? He can be unguardable. Oh, right. He can absolutely be unguardable because of his off, size. I off-court opinions yeah. about him, but go ahead. No, he, he can be. And so that's – if you think about concerns, if Ingram gets rolling, the Thunder have nobody that can, that can stop him personnel-wise. Right. So and and I don't know if the same thing can be said the other way. What else uh, for you in this matchup? Kind of interest you, or what? What are you going to be looking for tonight? Uh, well, potential rookie of the year, Williams. How does he affect this game? Um, I don't really look at that last game they've played because if you look at who New Orleans threw out there in that game with that the Thunder won, they didn't really play anybody. But in the three games before that, all losses, single-digit losses, and, and you noted that. Williams, he went for 8 points, 11 points, and 22 points. And he's gotten better ever since December, right? Ever since he's been injected into the starting lineup on a regular basis, he's gotten comfortable. We've seen it. I don't need to talk too much about it. So, um, interested to see how much of a factor, because SGA will get his. You know, I, he's going to get his. He's averaged around... What, 34. 34. Well, I, I was going to say against New Orleans. Yeah, 34. Against New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he'll get his, but, you know, and then I, could, I would also like to see what Giddy does. But it's Williams I'm looking at. You know, this is a different animal. This isn't a regular season game. This is postseason. There's going to be that, you know, it, you know, loser's done. So, there's going to be that uh, almost a game seven feel, I would think. Yeah, I mean, so I, I want to see how Williams, the rookie, reacts to that, and can he continue to play very well, which he has, and and could that be the difference? I don't know. It's, it's something a little bit different than the last time the Thunder were in the playoffs, this play in, because it is more of an NCAA tournament feel than what a series. You know, because a yeah. lot of times, you know, Thunder fans are used to, okay, game one is game one, then you adjust either in a loss or a win, you know, whatever. That's not the way this is tonight, man. It's a one shot. Uh, so it's it's way more NCAA tournament feel than what it normally has been playoff-wise. Shea did average 34 a game, but he only shot 46% and really 45.7 to do it, which is well under his season average, over 50%. So Herb Jones is getting a lot of credit for, for being able to fluster Shea. I, I have a bad feeling that he's going to – I don't mind when the star puts it on their shoulders, right? Yeah. You get it. But at the same time, I would like to see Shea be more of a facilitator early to get everybody involved mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying to take the game over right from the tip. Right. There is a time, and there will come a time tonight yeah, when you need to where close it's it Shea out time. Or, you know, hit a three to That's right. the buzzer. You know, I mean, stuff like, you know. There, there, is a, yeah. there is a Shea time in this game. There will be. 
but I hope it's not throughout the entirety of the 48 minutes. I hope that he gets guys because it does seem like the Thunder is at their best when he's when he's getting downhill, getting to the rim, but also creating opportunities for everybody else. You get Isaiah Joe knocking down a three. You get Jay Will or Jay, Jay Will hitting a three or Jay Dub dunking. You know what? All those things. I'm interested to see how how he comes out and what his mindset will be. You don't want him to be too passive and look back and go, "Gosh, Jay, why didn't you take over?" But at the same time, uh, just think Russell Westbrook. There was times where it was like, "Dude, stop it!" Right. And I hope it doesn't kind of morph into that. I think the X factor in the entire game is one guy, and that is Lou Dort. And that is Lou Dort shooting because you know he's going to jack it up. You know he is, right? Yeah. Um, hopefully we get bubble game seven Lou Dort, who as a rookie went for 30 in that game seven loss to Houston, knocked down six of 12 from three. I'd rather see him not shoot 12. It'd be nice to see him make six. You know, but this is not a game where we look back tomorrow and we come in here and Lou Dort's gone one for eight from behind the arc. It's just not that that is something that I don't think the Thunder can overcome in this game in order to win it. Lou Dort either has to realize if he starts out 0 for 3, okay, I'll take maybe the next wide open one and then get to the bucket or quit shooting. The Thunder, I just don't – that's – you know what I'm saying? Like you oh, can yeah. just see yeah. it coming like, golly, would he quit shooting those threes because he's not making them. Right. Maybe let Isaiah Joe try it. So, uh, what about you? What do you think? Maybe an X factor. Well, I mentioned. I I think I I let the cat out of the bag too early. It's Will, yeah, J Dub, and just his scoring and 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 seeing how he, like as all all I said earlier, he's he's gradually gotten better each time he's played New Orleans. I throw out that last game, like I said, and I want to see how he how he can complement SGA. Giddy too. But yeah. my X factor is Williams, the rookie. Who wins? You know, I, I really thought hard about this, and I, I keep I'm I'm a big numbers guy. I've said that over and over. I like stats. Did you know I'm looking at the season comparison, not head to head comparison, just season comparison up to this point. Uh, and the Thunder are better than New Orleans in all the major categories except two, which I mean that just screams to me. Okay, then the Thunder should have the advantage, but then you look at the head-to-head, and they've only won in th- three against them. And um, and this is, you know, everything's against the Thunder being down in New Orleans. It just it d- doesn't feel right for the Thunder, but, you know, they're, what, five-and-a-half dogs? I'm going to – I'm leaning towards them. Maybe that – maybe I should say uh, my Thunder excitement's at an eight because I'm favoring them. But I'm leaning towards them because I think that uh, – I think SGA has a big night, and I think New Orleans, they got a lot of great pieces. I wonder with the lack of Zion if that does something. So I will say, yeah, the Thunder by like three, two or three. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah, I think it'll be a a different game than we're used to seeing. I think it'll be a lot more physical. Shea averaged 12 free throws a game in the regular season. I'd be shocked if he gets that many just because I don't think the whistle's going to blow like that. You know, and that kind of takes giddy – if he if he can't maneuver in the paint, you know, yeah. if there's contact knocking him off his spots, and you know, how do you play? How do the young guys play through that in their first attempt 
in this situation. I think it's going to be a heck of a good thing for them moving forward. I just can't see Oklahoma City winning this game. It just it feels like a bad matchup to me. You'd much rather see Minnesota, even though they've got Cat and, and the big guys. They see they that New Orleans just feels like a more grown up team than Minnesota. With with McCollum, with Ingram kind of coming into his own, Valanciunas, and uh, they just feel like uh, this is going to be a game that the Thunder, right there, just can't get over the top and and end up learning a lot, having a heck of a season. But uh, I, I think the Thunder run ends this evening, unfortunately. Uh, with New Orleans, maybe maybe following the same script, kind of getting ahead. The Thunder battle back and battle back, and then just can't quite get over the hump to end up winning this game. All right, but it's amazing that we're having one. Uh yeah. Where we thought we, where, where everybody thought Oklahoma City was going to be going into the year. You actually get. I mean, Wyatt wore his SGA jersey to school today, baby. There you go. He's thundered up. I like it. Is everybody else thundered up? Text us two two five nine six nine eight. Are you ready to roll tonight with Oklahoma City and New Orleans? We'll be back to end it next. The Skinny on Sports. This is one of the most awesome experiences of my life because I'm getting to drop it right now. I can't What was that one? That's when uh, Ricky Bobby first gets to drive the race oh, okay. car. <laughs> and he's going to drive the race car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is it?" Uh, a lot of great quotes from them. Thought maybe it was like the the remix. Something was scratched. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. I was grabbing one quote, and I remember that. Oh, that's a funny scene too. Anyways, welcome back. What Skinny I, on sports. You don't even want to know what I do in my free time around here. Well, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> tell us, Jared. Make liners and stuff like that. <laughs> Try to get creative. Say uh, Tucker Family Beef Wednesday. Thank you to Monty and the gang at Tucker Family Beef. By the way, speaking of that, speaking of them, state shooting today. That's right. A bunch of, of bunch of, of local yeah. talent going. I would be shocked if a a gold ball or what it, is it a gold shotgun or a gold clay pigeon? <clears throat> clay pigeon. I, I don't yeah. know. That's what do they earn? I would like to see a pretty creative trophy for that, not just a plaque or. I'll bet you somebody brings that Ribbon. baby home. Oh, as yeah. a team, as an individual, somebody from around here will be at the top of that heap. Yeah. Speaking of top of the heap, Jared, have you seen the Baltimore Orioles celebrations? I, I've seen some banter on social media. I haven't seen them. Okay, exactly. so yet, no. so I think it was, what is today, Wednesday? So Monday, I saw that uh, they, they had a, they have a, Homer hose is what the players are going to call it. Okay. The first name for it. I don't know if I can. Oosh. Careful. Okay. Do you know, you know, like a, a dinger for a home run? Yeah. Or dong for a home run? Okay. They were calling it the dong bong. <laughs> and what it is, it's, it's like literally a beer funnel. Okay, but they put water, and they don't they don't smash beers in the Gatorade. In there <laughs> they or put water. It's water. Water. Yeah, it's so it's the the Homer hose is what they wanted to call. It's like that would be more appropriate in Milwaukee. <laughs> well, the yeah, Brewers the Brewers that. probably take it over and start smashing the beast, <laughs> the old Milwaukee's. Yeah. But anyhow, um, so they have that. And then yesterday, I saw one of their players hit a double. He gets on second base and he does the 
sprinkler, <laughs> and then it, you, they pan to the dugout, and they've got like four guys like blowing water like the sprinkler head out, ah. of their, out, out from the dugout onto the field. That's good. Orioles dominating <laughs> the celebration category so far in the Major League Baseball season. How about your Rangers? There, a fun game. Got off to a nice start. Yeah. Um, what are they? Five, uh, look seven and four. Seven and four. Um, no, they won um, seven to five last night. Um, off that walk off. Yeah. I mean, listen. Oh, I thought they went fourteen to nine last night. No, that was the night before. Okay. That was when um, Heaney went nuts on the mound. They had Degrom. Last night, he got the no decision, though, because they gave up a run late uh, to tie it up. And actually, Kansas City took a lead in the top of the 10th yeah, or 9th, 10th, right. and then Rangers um, battled back, tied it, and got a walk-off. But I keep going to the bullpen, or not the bullpen, the the, the rotation, bullpen too, pitching. If And that's always been the bugaboo in this this horrid times of being a Ranger fan is is pitching. And it seems like since they made changes in the front office, they aggressively went and got some pitching. DeGrom mainly, uh, Heaney, and um, uh, Gray, he got, they got him last year. I mean, they're kind of shoring up that rotation. And if they could have outings like they got from Heaney yesterday, DeGrom's going to give you a better effort more often than not. The, the bats should be fine. should be a fun year. It's going to be interesting in the West. I mean, you got Houston with the losing record at 5-7. and seven. They they too lost by walk off fashion last night, but it's still early. We're midway through April. Oh yeah, everybody's yeah. played twelve games. So I'm not buying my World Series tickets <laughs> by any means, but it's nice to see a nice start as opposed to a sluggish start and play catch up their entire season. Yeah, so be- we'll see if they can maintain it. And, and they got to stay healthy. I think Simeon went out last night with a hamstring issue, but those are the wears and tears of baseball. But it's nice. It's nice they're winning. Tampa Bay eleven and zero after another win against the Red Sox. I think seven two last night. All but one of those wins have been by four runs or more. They're creeping up on the all time record to start a season. My Brewers eight and three got another win last night in Arizona behind Corbin Burns. Um, <clears throat> pace of play. It's been a huge topic. I know in the games that I've been able to watch, it's it's clear that the game moves faster. And everybody, like like Jim said, it's a clock. So, you know, the, the umpires can't start to fudge this thing because that clock is running every single pitch. And so that it's going to continue. But how – we've kind of got some ratings here early on. So how has that affected? And can we just automatically contribute it to the pitch clock? I don't know that that's the case. But I will tell you this. At least in the opening weekend or so, Things look really good for Major League Baseball from a ra- from a ratings perspective. So, MLB.tv, which is kind of the streaming, mm-hmm. on opening day, 172 million minutes watched, which was up 42% from 121 last year. Fox's season opening doubleheader averaged 2.2 million, up 10% from last year. ESPN opening weekend averaged 1.6 million, which is up 11% from last year. Phillies Rangers Sunday night, the first Sunday night, averaged 1.5 million, up 4% from last year. And then also ESPN2, they had the K-Rod cast, which was kind of like a Peyton the, the, Manning That's thing. exactly what Manning it was. Cast. Yeah, yeah, like a Manning cast for baseball. They added 245,000 viewers, which was 15.7% of the overall audience addition. 
That's higher than any of Peyton and Eli's numbers on Monday Night Football. Wow. So things appear to be at least early. Maybe people are checking it out, seeing if they can notice. You know, it's hard to contribute it all to the pitch clock and the way the game is moving. But at least the early returns are really good uh, from a from a TV perspective and the ratings and, and everything that's being going on online as well. So, so far, so good for baseball. Um, and we'll see if it, carries, yeah, it, it continues to carry. The thing is, it's early, you know, Using the World Baseball Classic, or is that is that you know? Yeah, maybe some spring, momentum off of that. Momentum off of that, springboarding off of that, and then just a curiosity of how is this pitch clock thing going to work? People tuning in to watch, and then maybe they're hooked because man, this game is going pretty quick. We're already in the fourth inning. And well, and to your point, I mean, now they're, they're selling beers in an extra inning because the games are moving so fast. The real winner there is the fans, but damn ticket price is too high well maybe they'll come down when they realize you're not going to be there as long again blake not complaining about my pay or anything. <laughs> just, just continues to do it <laughs> that's the theme of the show jared complains about pay not at all now it's good stuff so far for baseball and i think once if it was curiosity like is this really moving faster it's obvious it is so hopefully that continues to get people to to, to go to the park stay stay watching and a lot of fun. A lot of fun so far for baseball. I mentioned my Brewers have the best record in the National League. <laughs> you can mention it every time until they don't. They've got 28 run differential. That's second only behind the undefeated Rays in the in the major leagues. Good start. Everybody have a great Tucker Family Beef Wednesday here on the Skinny on Sports. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way back. Goodbye. I have an idea of perfection. The perfect swing of the club or bat. The perfect form on the free throw line. That perfectly plays spiral football. And especially those perfect grill marks on a high quality cut of locally sourced prime beef. It takes lots of time to perfect quality, but a quick, simple call or message to Tucker Family Beef can put locally born, raised, fed, and processed beef in your family's freezer so you can practice and perfect those satisfying grill marks. Give Monty Tucker a call at Tucker Family Beef, 580-515-4477.